The swamp without a still is just a tent. A martini without olives doesn't quite make it. And Mash Minute is intended for mature audiences. Put on your headphones. Listen for the tone of your favorite podcast, Mash Minute. Well, it's a minute-by-minute detailed analysis. Of the movie without which the series wouldn't exist. Megan and Tierney, and guest will make three. Goddamn Army, Mash And I'm going to welcome back our listeners to Mash Minute. We are breaking down the movie Mash one minute at a time. Some minutes make us regret that. Some minutes don't. <laughs> You'll find out when I get to my description of the minute. But in the meantime, I am Tierney Steele. Maybe I have a co-host named Megan. Hi. I know. I just lost you again. I'm sorry. Oh, the, no. internet, the internet was like, was like you, don't want, you don't want to be on this podcast. And I was like, no, but I want to be on this podcast. I promise. I do. I made to Moon 74. Come on. I know. <laughs> Now is not when you give up. <laughs> I know, right? We're past the worst of it. <laughs> yeah, so I'm Megan Coleman. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm returning. I'm I'm Christy Porter, and I'm glad to be back. Yeah. Thanks for having me, guys. Oh, welcome back. I was so excited to ask Christy to be a guest, just in general, just because I enjoy Yay. hearing on the Indiana Jones Minute. And then I asked her if she knew the movie MASH, and she informed me that not only did she know the movie MASH, she knew the play MASH. The play, and apparently I'm not the only one, because you've read it on purpose, (laughs) strangely. Yeah, but I didn't get to inhabit the soul of Margaret Houlihan. She's just angry. She's just angry, I'm telling you. She's just furious all the time. She is just furious this minute, and it makes me real happy this is minute 74 it starts with the group that had gathered for the shower debacle breaking up and it ends with Houlihan screaming at henry blake to arrest the swamp men this minute is sally kellerman being fabulous fabulous it's her best acting oh my goodness her yelling keep my stuff and like throwing the clothes <laughs> yeah. the nurses are trying to hand back in yep. her, like, yep. I just need to bottle that and, like, have it on me to unleash when I need that spirit. <laughs> yep. She's got quite a range, so she's not angry in every minute, but she is angry in this minute for sure. Oh, my God. She is so angry she figures out how to run in flip-flops in this minute. <laughs> it ain't easy. I miss that part, too. Yeah, that's not easy. No, not easy. She takes off a... Across- I just... She comes out screaming, you bastard. She throws the stuff they're trying to hand her back. <laughs> Keep my stuff. Yep. She's yep. like my most aspirational DGAF. <laughs> <laughs> I know that should totally be a gift when you search for it. And I love that. <laughs> oh, go ahead. We should just come like, keep my stuff. <laughs> I think she calls them a twerp, too. You know, she does, so yeah. Shut up, you twerp. Twerp. She, oh, oh, my note for that is, oh, Vulmer, she'll kill you, no problem. You just, <laughs> Radar runs away. Did you guys see that? He's just must- like, nope. <laughs> I don't know how any does. of them think they're going to the, gonna work with her again. I mean, how uncomfortable. That I had last minute when you mentioned that. How is anyone supposed to work with her again? The short answer is 
they weren't. In yeah. Ring Lardner Jr. script, this is the end of Houlihan at MASH. Oh, right, right. This drives her out, and she's never seen or heard from again. That's just zany. That's just nuts. So there's literally no consequence. <laughs> literally no consequence, right. Like, nope. Nope. Uh, but this minute, I just assume, actually, I've heard of actresses using this as a, an auditioning monologue. Really? Wow. I was real sorry that you didn't have to perform. I mean, on the one hand, I'm really happy for you because it means you didn't have to move to a different town, change your name, and never speak to your friends or family again. Right. Thank you. But yeah. I think as an acting challenge, it could have been interesting. I don't know. I'm sure I said some pretty, you know, mean, nasty, ugly things, but <laughs> I didn't do this scene. It's true. Uh, I didn't call anybody a twerp. She's so good. She bursts into... Blake's tent. And I mean, it's almost hard to understand her at first. Yeah. 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 It's the infamous line this isn't a hospital, it's an insane asylum. asylum. Which I'm doing no. But like, then she continues on it's your <laughs> and fault. It's your and fault. It's, like, it's really hard to understand her. Mm hmm. But I love her response when Blake is like, well, what do you want me to do? The way she's like, put them under arrest. <laughs> right. Right. So they must have done this in one take. I don't think that they that they would have done this in more than one take because there's the there's the legend that it was ad libbed. So Altman says he didn't think she had another take in her and it was so good. And my note is God, she's amazing. So yes, this is one take. Amazing. The first. (laughs) Wow. And it's I mean, obviously been rehearsed, but we're going to see. You know what? I'll just say in the next minute as well he left the camera rolling way longer than he was supposed to the scene was supposed to cut and he just didn't call cut and let sally kellerman just on going at which she does yep so Mm -hmm. i think he must have figured out like i'm sure they did another to get blake and leslie there i you know what I mean? Like, they had the camera set up for Blake and Leslie, and then the camera set up for Houlihan, and those oh, were two right. different things. Because the right. way mm. Blake and Leslie are reacting does not jive with no, that's the right. force that is in this doorway. <laughs> yeah. She's almost, you know, un- unclothed. She almost loses, yeah. you know. So, she's she's really mad. <laughs> <laughs> super, super mad. But you're right. They don't react. I love when she has to, like, gasp for breath mid-thing. Right before mm-hmm. she says... After she says, you let them get away with it, she's like, oh, you let them get away with everything. Yeah. As someone who edits audio, I appreciated that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I know what that looked like on the sound wave. <laughs> so where, where do you think she starts, you know, making it up? Oh, man. Um, I mean, obviously, Hospital of Asylum is scripted and put them under, a re- like, See what a court martial see what a court martial thinks of their drunken hooliganism does not seem like something you could come up with on the spur of the moment. No, that's yeah. true. Although she does use but the word twerp, but I, hooliganism yeah. is is a is a little labored, I would say. Yeah, and I I wonder the outdoor stuff would have been record like that audio would have been layered in mm-hmm. afterwards. Hmm. So I wonder. Yes, Megan, I'm looking for my favorite. Are you looking for your Russian script? <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> it lets me search on the page, which a lot of script sites don't. <laughs> I mean, it's so well done. It's hard to tell what would have been 
Yeah, I couldn't embellish. You know what? So embellished or added in. This scene is almost word for word. It's in the delivery. Okay. It's in the delivery. This isn't a hospital, it's an insane asylum, and it's your fault because you don't do anything to discourage them, Henry. Okay. And then she's put them under arrest, see what a court martial thinks of their drunken hooliganism, called it. Yep. <laughs> it started with their calling me hot lips and you're letting them get away with it. You let them get away with everything. And if you don't turn them over to the MPs now, I'm going to resign my commission and and then Henry interrupts it with his line that we'll get next, next minute. Yeah. I, uh-huh. I would never spoil that punchline, folks. It's way too no. bad. Right. But it's... It's not ad-libbed. It's hmm. not. Like, it's close. It, it's it's not exact, but it's definitely the idea. Yeah. But it's the way she... I mean, we believe she was just like, what else can I say about... You know, like... Right, this is, right. She does it so well. And it, reading this on the page, you could see it being like... Yeah, she's upset, but it's much more under control, you know. Yeah, oh, she's yeah, she's not mm. anything under control. So one question <laughs> I had, one question I had was, when was the last time she got this angry? Like, what else could have gotten her this angry? Well, we definitely haven't seen her this angry. No, no, no. I just mean in her lifetime. I wonder. Oh, in her life. Oh. Hmm. Do you think? Oh, sorry. I scrolled up a little bit and. When Hawkeye is saying, hey, do you guys want to see pictures of my kids? To Hot Lips politely, you can see them too if you want. Hot Lips, no thank you. I'm not the slightest bit interested. Losing that no thank you made a world of difference in how that line. Anyway, back to lines in this minute. (laughs) Sorry, I'm just thinking about how good she is. I have to imagine that Houlihan has had some romantic disappointments in her life. Yes, that makes sense to me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I could see her... Being this mad at someone, but I don't imagine it being when they're there, you know, like after a guy has disappointed her and she realizes like, well, that was the last straw going back to her apartment and being just furious. Right, right. Like a a major betrayal. Yeah. But it would be like inside her. Like, I think she's been this mad before, but she has never exploded like this before. This is quite an explosion. Truly. Mm hmm. But wouldn't you love to see Sally Kellerman playing someone who was just jilted or the man couldn't keep up with her and she had to put the end to the relationship and she goes back to her apartment and like only the light by the door is on and she pours herself the whiskey and (laughs) isn't shaking, but almost is shaking with the rage and disappointment of her life as she takes a sip. (laughs) Because there's no one to yell at. I like that you Okay, well... I like that you made her a whiskey drinker, too. Of course I did. (laughs) (laughs) She's got the voice for it anyway. Yeah, seriously. (laughs) We're not going with the Ron Swanson, like, rich, uh, clear alcohols for rich rich women on diets, you know? (laughs) (laughs) It's one of the big disappointments in my life, knowing how much Ron Swanson would not enjoy my company. (laughs) (laughs) Nonsense is something to be proud of. That's fine. (laughs) It's a very yes, fun but, character. But Nick Offerman pr- might. So, you know, there's hope there, I guess. But. Right, right, right. That's right. True. <laughs> and he and his wife are delightful. <laughs> they are delightful. Oh, yes. Their audiobook is fabulous. <laughs> oh, man. They have an audiobook? Cool. They did. They wrote a book together and they did the audiobook. Oh, fun times. And it was just as good as you think it is. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to look that up. Oh, man. Now I'm intimidated. Why? I, mean, I didn't tell you this yet, but when we. When I'm no longer doing a daily podcast, I'm going to take a class 
in um like voiceover work. Oh, oh wow. So what a great idea. Audiobooks, but I can't compete with them. <laughs> well, you know what? Here's the thing, too. With audiobooks, I feel like, because it's, like, it's also kind of about them and their relationships. And I feel like, especially oh, when a yeah. celebrity writes their own book, they should do their own audiobook because they know what they're doing. And if anyone else tried to be Nick or Meg or Billy Crystal or Alan Alda or whoever, like, you know, it just wouldn't be good because you know yeah. that they're not that person. That's a really good point. I wouldn't want anybody to read Ellen Alda's words. That's true. Yes. I yes. just but want then, to hear Ellen like, Alda do it. Because typically I say authors shouldn't do their own audiobooks because it's just too many times where they're just horrible. Like they're great oh. writers, but they can't speak. Or my favorite, my most favorite example of why authors should never do their own audiobooks is uh, Cy Montgomery wrote a book called The Soul of the Octopus. And it's a really great book about how crazy cool and interesting octopuses are because it's not octopi it's octopuses and (laughs) uh, she makes that very clear and it's one of those fun facts i like to be like no it's 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 because octopi would be greek but it's a it's a latin word or anyway i don't remember anyway it's a reference librarian in case you couldn't tell yes and uh so anyway so there's this point where Cy went to the new england aquarium and gets to go in the big go to the big giant tank in the aquarium if you've ever been there and uh she Love gets it. to see, see one of the octopus uh, octopus that lives in it and this is her literally i was so excited to get to meet the octopus and you're like oh <laughs> hell no girl <laughs> hell no like, yeah it doesn't work because when you read Dude, it it's like i was all, more this, excited meeting the octopus at exactly, the New England when Aquarium. You read it, there's <laughs> all this wonderful like flourishes and all this wonderful descriptive language and you're like gosh you must have really liked it and i was like running out of time to read it and i have such a long commute that i was like oh just listen to audiobook instead and i was like nope 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 like I can't. Who said you should read your own audiobook? I'm sorry, but let other people do it. Okay, rant done. Gotta get, gotta get those rights. <laughs> gotta get that, those royalties. I mean, I totally get it, and I Whatever hear she's a are. very Simon Montgomery's a wonderful person and very nice, but but you can narrate other audiobooks. I would certainly listen to that. So yes, go take the <laughs> go take the voiceover class because that yeah. would be fun times. It would be fun times. Fun times. You could be like my friend who's a librarian. <laughs> You have a friend who does voiceovers? My college roommate does voiceovers. She's a voice actress. And oh, she reads a lot really of, cool. yeah, she does a lot of audiobooks. Well, if she ever has any connections in like two years, look me up. All righty. Awesome. Because <laughs> sadly, it probably will be two years before, by the time I don't have, you know, a full-time job and multiple podcasts and a baby hanging off my body like right. 12 hours a day. You busy person. I should have known he was getting sick. He wanted to cuddle on me way too much. Should have known. That was a trap to get to throw up on me. (laughs) He lured me with his cuteness and his love. That's his job. (laughs) Yeah. Just, I can tie it back. Just like the swamp men lured me with their fun, drunken hijinks, and now their drunk (laughs) hooliganism has taken a cruel turn. So, I have a question. When Margaret's doing her wonderful rant of screw you um (laughs) there's like a mirror and a picture kind of to the left of her okay is that supposed to be and it's and when you zoom in i could tell it's like a lady and it looks like there's another picture kind of where her chest would be of like some children am i to assume that that is blake's family i will look at it just a minute i have to laugh at her sure so like Second it's 32, for example. Yeah. His so it's gotta be. awkward. 
hard is that for Leslie, who is basically his girlfriend, to just be like, because I also notice when there's like some picture, it looks like there also might be pictures of her behind the bed. Yep. But they all have that. That's what's interesting. Every single one of them. Duke has it. And, oh, um, yeah. And, and, and Hawkeye Trapper. has it and Trapper has it. So it seems to be a very particular thing. So I don't think anybody's going to be bothered by that, I, I guess. guess. Nobody's going to be bothered by that. It just kind of struck me as like, huh. Apparently adultery was different in the 50s. It was different right. in the 50s. And also just like, I like this woman enough that I like meet me and his wife that, you know, I want her picture around, but pff, screw her. <laughs> so, we, so, so we see him, do we see Henry fooling around earlier? There's like some, some looks between him and Leslie, but I don't think you actually see him. No, this is yeah. the first time we've seen them. In, we know they're in a relationship, but this is the first time we've seen them in bed together. Yeah. Yeah. And it's pretty, it's pretty, um, it's, it's pretty, I mean, even Houlihan's not all that surprised. In fact, yeah. she doesn't stop at all. No. She's just ranting. She's just ranting. Although she's I just, just seeing red at this point. But. Yeah, no, that's true. <laughs> I just found it kind of interesting that like she's doing this rant and then there's like this very coy 1950s woman and children like basically <laughs> right. over, her, over shoulder. her shoulder. Right. Right. Just staring over her shoulder and you're like, uh, what? Like the two dichotomies. <laughs> Yeah. I have to say this out loud and I'm really sorry and I really hope my dad isn't listening to this podcast anymore. It <laughs> does suck for Leslie though because since Blake has the tent to himself, there are photos no matter what position they're in, she can see Blake's face. Well, oh, I was bummer. thinking that too, right? Because like, even like, though yes, you'd Trapper like to think- has a photo of his wife and family up next to his bunk, but if you were fooling around with Trapper in his bunk, it's only on that side so you right. can just not look in that and direction. you'd like to think you'd be too busy to notice but you know it would like you could catch it out of the corner of your eye or you know wow. you just know it's yeah. there okay okay and i like how there's yet another bottle of champagne just sort of behind him yep. yes. like yep like he's well stocked <laughs> and one thing i was wondering are the are the tent flaps up there seems to be a lot of light yeah those yeah. tent flaps should definitely be down for what's right. happening it's very odd I She's think this odd. was a. I think this was a lighting the shot decision oh, and okay. realistic portrayal. Oh, okay. Good, right? Because that's like keeping your dorm room open window open, like the shade oh, up. If you Lord. face right out to the quad, right? Like, yeah. Like, okay, maybe you have the window open a or crack because you need the the airflow and people can hear things. But you, like, at a common decency, just have it closed enough that no one knows what you're doing. Yeah, or, exactly. quote unquote, right? Knows right. what he's are fully up, and right. we saw how awkward he is whenever anyone mentions Leslie around him. So it's it's an open secret, but he wouldn't right. be flaunting it like this. Right, right, right. Good point. I'm actually amazed he has so little reaction to Houlihan busting yeah. it, but it's 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 for the joke. It's for the joke. It's because it's funnier if he and Leslie are totally deadpan. Yes. She does a great deadpan. She, she does. sure does. So she is having no reaction at all. <laughs> it's amazing. I just, Henry, what do you want me to do? What like, do you want me to do? What answer is she supposed to give here? It's a really great scene. Actually, I totally get why women use this as audition piece because she kind of go like she bursts in and does it and then she gets calm and responds to him and then she's mm-hmm. off again like she's mm. riding a roller coaster in this response yeah yeah henry and leslie unresponsive tells him to turn them over to the mps which let's be honest is what should happen <laughs> sure sure but he has no intention of doing such a thing because yeah. it's blake when does he do anything <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, he doesn't so, do anything. Not that horrible sexual jokes have not happened throughout history in all sorts of situations, but I just want to reassure our listeners that multiple Korean MASH veterans have said their their head nurse was well respected. Their nurses oh, very good. were so um I have to look this up. The quote I was looking at from the documentary was said all the nurses were volunteers. Really? Like no no nurse and it kind of makes sense for a mash because they're not the front lines but they're practically I mean they're essentially yeah. in a combat three miles zone. three miles from the yeah from the front so lines. yeah I wonder if it's one of those things where like you would never send a woman but one could ask to go sort of thing hmm. but yeah this this former doctor was talking about how the nurses were all volunteers and multiple of them have been like, look, yeah, we didn't respect army rank, but we respected medical knowledge and this head nurse would never have been treated like this. Even if she was a little standoffish, like you weren't buddy-buddy with her, Mm. there's no way anyone would have ever done anything like this. Well, right. Okay, good, good. But then what was Richard Hooker writing about then in his novel? Liberties were taken. And again, I'm sure uh, the same way people were looking at painless in the shower, I'm sure there were plenty of people peeking in on nurses showering. Sure. I'm not saying it was some innocent, pristine, you know, Dick Van Dyke and Mary Tyler Moore skipped through holding hands situation. (laughs) (laughs) Totally different. But it wasn't for all that it's like, well, things happen in the world. And it's like, well, but yeah, but this is extreme. This is for the movie. Right. Right. It's yeah. not how these people would have actually behaved. Thank goodness. <laughs> thank goodness. Because they're cruel. Yeah. So thank goodness. This is another day where I have to very awkwardly ask something of our listeners. But I feel we are doing it at the end of this episode because we've been talking about adultery and war zones. Oh, dear. And pictures of your kids that your mistress can see. <laughs> oh, no. What are you going to ask? No, we're soliciting voice memos from people who have returned from a deployment on what their experience was like coming home. Oh, good Lord. Or if you were a kid and your parent came home, what was that? You know, like, ah, basically I see. tell us your story. I see. Which is a wonderful, heartwarming thing. Yeah. But it never, like, there's never a good time to mention it <laughs> in this film. Because MASH. Yeah, because, because MASH. MASH. That's right. So if you apply to either of those car- categories or you know someone who does, record a voice memo, send it to mashminute at gmail.com. If you're like, I don't know how to do that, but that applies to me. Get in touch with us. We're mashminute at gmail.com or mashminute on Twitter. And we have the Facebook group. So you can come find us any of those ways and we'll help you out. And Christy, since you will not have to be involved in that. (laughs) (laughs) Where can people find you? (laughs) You can find us at the Indiana Jones Minute and over at the Listener's Crusade on Facebook. They're much more ambitious than me. They actually update their artwork to correspond to the current (laughs) movie. They do. I I don't, but they do. do. Yeah. Professional by association. (laughs) By association only. That's right. (laughs) Anything else for today? Or should we, has the time come to say sayonara for now? Uh, That's a MASH reference. Sayonara for now. Sayonara for now. (laughs) 